Hello, welcome to Bees with Ben podcast. Thank you for joining us today and we're really glad to have you here. This podcast is designed for you, a community of enthusiastic, like-minded people who want to hear the journeys of others, learn more about these crucial, fascinating insects and how to become better beekeepers. Here's your host, Ben Moore. Hey everybody, Bees with Ben here. Super excited. Awesome episode today, something a little bit different. We're, we're going, we're in Australia, but we're going a little bit outside of Australia, um, which is cool. Now, when I say outside Australia, all right, you've got to have a guess. Uh, we're in the Tasman Sea, and we're on islands. I think the island's about 1,400, sorry, 14,000 square kilometres, but the uh, the guest is going to let me know exactly all the details about this island. Uh, and we're just out, I think about a, just shy two hours plane flight out from Port Macquarie, have a guess what the island is. We actually Lord Howe Island. And on the phone, I've got Jack. Hello, Jack. Thank you so much for your time today. Good day, Ben. How are you, mate? Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. I've been ex- super excited to uh, to have you because Lord Howe Islands. Now, I'll uh, I've got a I'll, I'll I'll tell a little introduction, and we want to hear all about you and what you do and the island, and everything. But just so listeners know, so I've got a client of mine who hosts some uh, bees. And uh, his name's Neil, and he's been to Lord Howe, uh, he said, over a dozen times. And he's a sort of bloke that under-exaggerates. And I got talking to him rel- recently, and he says, you've got to talk to Jack. Uh, Jack keeps bees. He does all these awesome things on Lord Howe Island. And so here we are, Jack. I really appreciate it. So, so Jack, how does one start off on Lord Howe Island? Well, I was born and bred here, mate. So I'm I'm one of the fifth generation fifth generationers from from the island. So um, yeah, family goes back to the Thompson family who arrived here from um, Massachusetts, America, in about uh, 1850. Wow. So um, that's how I ended up here. Now. now- the population's not that much, is it? and there's restrictions. So there's only three hundred or something people actually live. About three hundred, about three hundred and eighty permanent people live here. Okay. So 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 three hundred and eighty people. That's so you, you've you've grown up there. So so now tell us, um, Lord Howe Islands. Now tell us all about it. Like what's you know the, obviously the the seasons and. And so forth, and even tourism, because you do obviously your business is about that. But but tell us about Lord Howe Island. Well, it's um, it's a rugged little rock out here in the Tasman. Um, it certainly has a lot of beauty to it, and I think, like you said, you have have a friend who's come back and forth to here multiple times. We tend to get that where uh, lots of people uh, return. Um, but yeah, landscape-wise, it has a uh, two large mountains on the southern end. Um, Mount Gower rises to about 850 meters at the southern end, and then shows a little bit like a boomerang with a coral coral reef uh, across the front of the island, which is the western side we call the front. Uh, beautiful lagoon system, reef, coral, fish, you name it. And then to the north, we have uh, northern hills in the north of the island there, um, rising to around 200 metres, which is all accessible with walking tracks, etc. Um, and lots of bird life. 
uh, breed and live here each year. Uh, a lot of migratory birds. But um, this time of year in the winter time, it's a little bit quieter. But um, you might find some more unusual ones here in the winter time, um, like albatross or things like that that just fly by. Wow! So now, albatross. Now, albatross. They've got the um, the the biggest wingspan of any bird, if I remember right, from high school days. A wandering one, yeah, a wandering albatross about three point two meters. So, um, we saw one of those the other day when I was out on the boat. So, um, yeah, it's pretty special to see one of those. Oh, they don't breed here, of course. They breed in the Southern Ocean. Okay. But during the winter time, they leave their home down there and poke around up into the higher areas of the Tasman Sea. That they are a reasonably common bird around uh, these waters this time of year. Wow. And what, now, what about the climate? So, is it is it talk us through that? Is it like a subtropical type type climate? It's uh, it's uh, it's sort of on the on the bottom side of subtropical and the top top side of temperate. I'd probably describe it as so. Um, the climate, we, we don't get super hot in summer, we don't get super cold in winter, and we don't get big variations like today the temperatures probably uh, would have been from around, I'd say probably a, a low overnight of about 13 degrees or 13, 14 degrees, and it probably didn't get much hotter than 17. So we don't get a, a huge range of temp, and... Um, all-time all summer high is 31, but um, we do we do get a a fair bit of humidity, so it sort of feels hotter and feels colder okay. with a high humidity. Okay, and and uh, you mentioned obviously bird life. Now I know there's a um, there's a special stick insect, the Lord Howe Island stick insect. It was I think it was only rediscovered like I think 20 years ago, wasn't it? In 2001, if I remember right. Yeah, that's right. That was rediscovered out on Ball's Pyramid, which is a, a rock stack just out off the island, uh, about 23 k's out. Um, I actually take boat trips out to there and in, in my boat in Oktaluka. So we do um, trips out to there when the weather when the, when the weather lets you. Yes. So um, you, you can't actually land on it, it's, um, but it's an amazing stack of rock. Rises up to about 552 meters tall, and um, that's where the thick insect was found. About 70 or so meters up, grazing on some melaleuca bush. There, um, an insect that once was thought to be extinct for about 85 years that hadn't wow. been seen. Wow! And uh, it was rediscovered. That's incredible. Now I've been lucky enough to actually have these Lord Howe stick insects in my hand because I got a friend of mine at the zoo uh, here in Melbourne. And, um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I've actually physically touched them and they're just, they're amazing looking insects, stick insects. They're very different. They're sort of like really, they're quite large and fat and they do they do look primitive, don't they? Yeah, they do. I think they're really cool looking insect myself. I, I'd like to have one myself as a pet at home or something like that, but... Um Maybe one day that that'll happen. That's um. So um. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. As I said, they're fantastic looking insects. So what about 
so they on Ball's Pyramid. So you can't easily land. You mentioned from the boat. So how does one get on the Ball's Pyramid to to look at these insects? Or can you? Or, or maybe you can't. No, you, you you definitely can't land on Ball's Pyramid. It's um sort of out of bounds. It's it's only um only really accessible for scientific purposes nowadays. Oh, okay. Um, although it has been climbed in in uh, you know long time ago, was climbed the first time in 1964. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, it's um, yeah, off off limits now. It's certainly a rugged, very rugged rock. There's no no beaches or anything like that. So the only the only way you can get onto it is actually physically jump in the water and swim ashore and then clamber up the cliff. Oh wow! So um, that's how the climbers do it. So you have to be um, you have to be a fairly uh, dedicated climber to get onto there. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, and your your job, Jack. So your tell us about what you do on on the uh, as far as obviously you're in tourism, and I'm going to put the uh, your website in the show notes, Lord Howe. Islandtours.net, which I'll put uh, in the show notes. Anyone want to check that out and get in touch with Jack because perfect place for a holiday, which we'll, we'll talk about shortly. But but so but what do you do, Jack? So what's your sort of day to day job? Well, I run. I run. Uh, my wife and myself, we run our own business. So I um, I do a guided uh, day walk up to Mount Gower. I've been doing that now for twenty seven years. Um, so I take tours up to there. And also run a boat doing um, fishing and also the scenic trips down to Ball's Pyramid in my boat. Oh, fantastic. So um, I've been doing that for about 30 odd years as well. You're, you're living the dream, Jack. <laughs> it is work. <laughs> yeah, it's work, but I'll I tell you what, yeah. it, it sounds like fun to me. This sounds amazing. Like, you know, uh... it, is a fun, it is a fun job. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's um and uh, regards to the fish, you know, I mean, I get a few people that ride into their fishing. What if you take someone out in the boat? What what type of fish are they likely to uh to um to catch on the line? Our our main target fish here is um kingfish. Okay. Um, which are which are very good um very good sports fish as far as you know fighting fish goes. Fishermen will understand what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, kingfish fight to the very last moment. They don't give up in a hurry. Um, and they're also uh, good on the table out here, though. Most people say that they taste different to the fish that caught along the east coast of Australia. So they reckon the ones out here taste a lot better. So, um, yeah, it's um, always good to be able to wet a line and um, then take your catch home and put it on a barbecue. We had a few coldies that that afternoon, eh? Oh, it sounds great. Now, speaking of coldies, what what's what's your beer of choice, Jack? What are, what are you drinking over there? Oh, there's a there's a variety. There's a liquor store here, so you can buy anything that you really like. But uh, there's there's a good there's a good range of of liquor here. And, and speaking of, speaking of liquor and sort of and you just mentioned shops is, is tell us about the township so you know there's a little little town in there so everyone can get their stores and supplies as you said there's you know three hundred you know over three hundred people there so so a little town is that only the one little town how does that how does it work as far as the, the island 
Yeah, I guess the the um, main area around around sort of where the post office, um, public hall, and um, one of the island's major restaurants there, Anchorage Restaurant. Um, there, um, that's probably like the hub of the, hub of town, if you want to call it town. Um, there's a little grocery store there, and there's Thompson's store, and there's Joy's shop, um, all within sort of a k and a half of each other. So you can do your shopping locally there um, if you're if you're a guest on the island. Um, a lot of locals do shop locally as well, um, but we do have a shipping service that comes once a fortnight, generally out of Port Macquarie. Okay. Yep. So um, for for goods you can't get on the island, or if you want to get a, a Woolworths order or something like that, um, locals can order that, and it gets shipped across on the ship. Okay. Um, from Woolworths at Port Macquarie. Okay. Is, is, there, is there anything that you're not allowed to do on the island? Is there any sort of any special rules? Oh, not really any special rules. We're part of New South Wales, so what what goes in New South Wales usually goes here. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you got to vote and everything as per per. Um... Yeah, we we vote. We vote in all the elections. Um, yeah, pay a registration just like anyone in New South Wales does. Okay. Okay, and what about you mentioned? Is sort of mentioned about food. What's uh, anything grown on the island? Any sort of produce sort of grown? There, there's, there is a bit grown here. Like a lot of locals have their own veg gardens. Okay, yep. Um, that's one of my favourite hobbies as well as bees. But um, I like veggie gardening. Um, there's. The nursery here, there is a nursery here that grows mostly Kenya palms, naturally enough. It's one of the palm trees that have become famous worldwide as an indoor palm. Okay. So the nursery grows Kenyas, but they have diversified a little bit as well, and they're growing um, some supplies of veggies as well. But, um, you know, to grow veggies, really, it's more a hobby than... Okay. money making thing because there's not enough people here really to make money out of it yeah true true and, and speaking of people you know obviously you know, we've got COVID which has thrown things into you know what I mean into a bit of chaos and so forth but what about tourism so how many people would come to the island on a yearly basis on average you know pre-COVID um the island the island can only handle 400 guests at a time so there's 400 tourist beds Okay. Um, so, four hundred at a time, which makes it pretty pretty good going because of the fact um, it never really gets crowded. So you're you're not hustling and bustling in crowds. You can go down the beach and there's hardly a person on it. Um, go for a hike and you'll hardly run into anyone. Okay. Um, so it makes it sort of yeah pretty laid back and easy that four hundred number that. Um, as far as numbers annually, um, we probably get around fifteen thousand to sixteen thousand tourists a year okay. come through here. Yep, yep, yeah. And, and so, and so, obviously, of your job is you know being tours and so forth. So you're pretty heavily reliant on that tourism. So, um, COVID did that sort of um, 
sort of, you know, give you a sort of kick in the gut, so to speak? Is that sort of, or is it okay for you? Well, we were we were actually locked down probably longer than anyone. We were locked down from um, the 22nd of March until October 1. So um, and it was fantastic. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was probably the best six months I've had on Lord House since I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that we don't like you guys coming and visiting here, but you need a break. it was just really nice to enjoy the island and, you know, go for a swim whenever you wanted to. It's sort of like, I sort of thought to myself, if this, if this is retirement, bring it on. This is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nah, we've been very busy since, though. Once the island reopened in October, it's been um, flat strap again. That, that's good to hear. It's good to hear back uh, back as uh, busy as a bee. And, and it's interesting because Neil, Neil said to me, he goes, I'd love it, and I, I plan on and coming over at some stage and, and seeing you and enjoying that. But he said, there's one thing, he goes to me, Benny, there's one thing you're not going to like. And I said to me, what's that, Neil? And he says, no phone reception. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, we do have good internet, but um, mobile phones don't work. And I think it's, a, I think it's one of the attractions of Lord yes. Howe for, for a lot of people. They, they can hang their phone up and not bother about listening to it or answering it or whatever. That's, um, that's awesome. Like they still cameras. make good cameras. They make good cameras. you got to remember, you can get some good pickies on them. That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. You can still, yeah. you can still hold it and enjoy it. You just can't get any phone calls. But Absolutely. Yeah, and, it, and it's so true. That's what Neil said to me. He goes, he goes Benny, it's, you know, what's great is you, know, you, don't get, you don't get phone. You know, can't get phone calls. So that's a really nice way of actually going, well, we can't get it, so you just got to suck it up and that's brilliant i like that um yeah now obviously we'll, we'll get we'll get stuck into the bees and uh and so forth in a second but but a question talking about where where do you go obviously you know i think you live in the dream there jack but where where do you go on a holiday where's your where's your place to go for a holiday well we're hoping to have a holiday in august this year so um i'm sort of tossing up probably um Head somewhere where it's a little bit warmer, maybe um, up around Bribe Island or oh, yeah, yeah. North Queensland somewhere. Um, catch up with a few rels in Port Macquarie as well as on the way through. So, yeah, anywhere I can chase a few birds with yeah. the camera is good fun. I like photography. Oh, awesome. It's one of my hobbies. So doing bird photography is one of uh, – or wildlife photography is one of my many hobbies. So, um I like, love chasing a few of the native Australian birds around instead of the seabirds that we get here. Okay, fantastic. So are you a yeah. you're a Canon man or a Nikon man, Jack? Um, I shoot Canon and also Sony. Okay, and Sony, awesome, fantastic. It'd be, it's, yeah. it's um Neil sent me a couple of photos of some interesting birds on there because there's um yeah as you mentioned the 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 bird life there is you know that what's it um what's the word aviculture. Um, is absolutely incredible, be amazing. So looking, yeah, looking forward to coming over at some stage, which would be, which would be, uh, yeah. Well, I don't think there's been there's not too many complaints from um, guests who come and visit the island. I think if you have a look online, most people love it. Yes, yeah. Now I only ever travel anywhere that has bees. 
So um, now you've got bees, so I'll definitely be coming to Lord Our Island. So, so tell us, Jack, how, how did you get started on bees? Well, I, um, I, I, I got my first hive when I was 17 here. Um, and my dad, my dad actually was keen on bees, but not keen to go too close to them. Okay. So as a kid, Dad was always talking about bees, and the first um, the first European bees were introduced to Lord Howe in the probably around the mid nineteen forties. Um, Lord Howe locals were actually growing um, vegetable seed for Yates at the time. Oh, okay. And and the fellow who was in charge of that um, garden. Um, where the golf club is now is where the gardens were. He he recognised the fact that um, there wasn't many pollinators here on the island for the veggie garden. So um, he actually, he actually introduced European bees to the island in the forties. Okay. And um, ever since you know, me listening to my dad talk about them and stuff as a kid, I became interested in bees and. I got some bees over. I got about six hives, hives over, two for myself and four for a couple of other people who were interested as well from the agriculture department in uh, in Sydney. Okay. They sent yeah. the bees over for me, and uh, we got back into them then, and I've had them ever since. That's fantastic. Now, now being on the island, you and those bees. I'm guessing. I'm just presuming here. You're not dealing with any pest or diseases, really, are you? No, it's pretty. It, it is pretty clean. Yep. We um, we we're lucky. We don't have you know any fowl brood or anything like that. Don't even have chalk brood. So oh wow, um, we are lucky with uh, things like that out here. Um, there's always, I guess, the problem that something might accidentally get here. Yes. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, but I try and avoid, I certainly avoid bringing queens to the island from anywhere along the east coast because they do have a few problems there. Yep. But I have I have imported queens before from um, WA. Oh, yes, yep. And, uh, and also Kangaroo Island, which is pretty clean. Yes, okay, okay. And, yep. and, and are there many beekeepers on Lord Howe Island, Jack? Um, there's... Two other guys here on the island who who have a hive, hive of two each. One guy, oh, one guy has two. One one guy has one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I keep uh, I keep ten. You got ten. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. And and what about uh, is there feral hives like in trees or anything in places like that? Yeah, there's there, there are feral hives. Yep. Um. Yeah, they're out and about there. Um, since the forties, natural enough, oh, the bees, okay. those beehives that the guy had, um, all got neglected, and they just all got away into the into the forest. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now, now, now speaking obviously with the forest and so forth. Now I'm lucky because in front of me here, Neil gave me some, so I've got some Lord Howe Island honey from your bees. All right. And I've got it right in front of me now. It's um, uh, so Neil's put on a black butt. So tell us about that. It's um, tell us the actual the flora. Like, what sort of uh, honey flows do you get? Nectar flows on the island. 
It's a little bit like um, it's a little bit like New Zealand here. We get a very short season, and it can be up and down um, dramatically with weather. We had a a very wet winter last year, and then we moved into a pretty wet summer as well. So that blackbutt tree you mentioned, it's a it's actually it. Same, um, it's not a eucalypt. We don't have eucalypts occurring naturally here. Okay, yep. But um, it's a it's a Queensland it's a Queensland rainforest tree. Um, we also have one we call locally grey bark, which is a good good flow of uh, nectar when they flower. Also, the we have a lily pilly here, the scaly bark we call it locally. Yes, um, that's good nectar. But so the honey is quite a blend of um, different um, rainforest trees, if you like. Um, then, of course, you've got the people's gardens, um, avocado trees. They like that. Um, there's quite a lot of clover comes out in the summertime in the paddocks, in the cow paddocks. So they get onto a bit of clover as well. But it'd be very hard to pin. It's very hard to pinpoint what. The actual flavour is because it's such a mix of a mix of things over the short yes. season. Yes. What? So some like last last summer, the blackbutt tree and the grey bark tree didn't even flower. Okay. Yep. So um, the bees the bees actually struggled. They I only got a box of honey, um, probably off each hive. Not off, not even every hive. I didn't get a box off. So it's a pretty short season, but. I enjoy working with bees anyway, so it's good, good fun. Yeah, it is good fun. It's um, I'm just trying your honey now, and um, for the listeners, it's very unique. Like I can't say I couldn't say I've ever, ever tasted anything like it. Now it's not obscure like some weird sort of Asiatic type fruit, but it's you know uh, nectar from a, a different fruit or a flower or something. It's um, the, the, is it the Malaluka on the island? Do the bees uh, work them? Jack, are there any nectar? Yeah, they yet? do. They yeah. work with Melaleuca. Yeah, yeah, because this is this has got like it's a nice sort of the coloration is sort of like a nice on a slightly like a peanut butter sort of color. I would describe it. Um, really nice caramel flavors. Like that's like smelling it. I get this really deep earthy caramel flavors. So, um, uh, so yeah, really, really interesting, and it's nice. Um, it's it's crystallised, which is you know great. Fine, that's how it should be. Yeah, it does crystallise quite quickly. The honey from here, oh, I found. Okay. Once yeah. it gets once it gets gets cold, it um, crystallises quite quickly. Yeah. So I think that that usually indicates a fairly high sugar content in it. Yes. Yes. And it's when it crystallises quick like that. And it, and it's a nice crystallisation. It's not like you know some honeys go hard like a rock. You know what I mean? I think red gum's one that can go like really rock solid this is it's um it's, yeah it's firm and it's you know all, all you really have to do is warm it up a bit and it'll yeah. go runny again for you yeah it'll go runny. but yeah. no, I, I like that because it's it's, nat- it's happened naturally and i like it like this this is you know i think crystallized honey with you know lashings of butter on some homemade crumpets good on toast yeah oh that's right <laughs> i couldn't agree more it's, it's absolutely yeah Absolutely fantastic. So this is really nice. And, and do you sell this? Like if someone, you know, we're, we're coming over to uh, Lord Howe Island and you're giving us a tour. Do you sell your honey over there? Yeah, I sell it uh, through the museum shop. Okay. 
Awesome. And, and, yeah. and you want me to ask him, what's a, what's a half kilo jar worth? Um, I think they sell it for around fifteen dollars a jar down at the uh, museum. Oh, that's fantastic! That's uh, to me, that's cheap. That is cheap because I've just your honey's worth a lot more than that. So, when when you see him uh, tomorrow, you tell him to put the price up because it's it is really <laughs> it's a really nice. I've, I've got a um, someone I know. He's a um, a honey uh, sommelier, uh, like a, a guru honey taster, is uh, Jessica, and she's um, she'll be really keen to try this. And um, because it's really, okay. it's very unique, yeah, good one. it's unique, and I love it. It's got these the caramel flavors. Are, are, I'm salivating, uh, really am. So it's uh, brilliant. So, uh, is there any other? Obviously, mentioned just then keeping bees on the island. Yeah, Jack, you know, with the flows, it's been a bit tough and so forth. Is there any other hard parts about keeping bees on the island? Sorry, I just missed your question awesome. there, mate. Any other what? Oh, sorry. Oh, so, so, yeah, is, is there any so, so keeping bees on the island? Uh, is there any other hard parts? You know, what I mean, is there any other difficulties? You, you did mention about obviously the nectar flows, and you, you know, it's sometimes it can be a bit tough for them. But is oh there, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I think the um, the the weather here. You know, bees don't necessarily like wind. We do we do get quite a bit of wind. Okay. So um, you got to try and find a, you know, try and find a reasonably sheltered spot for them. But the poor buggers sometimes it's you know windy uh, for several days in a row, and but um, they they're pretty resilient. I think after a few generations they start getting a little bit better. You know, I try and breed a few queens of my own just to keep that um, generation. So, so that's interesting, Jack. So, with the queen, so you like to, you know, have that diversity, but yet keep those original queens from the nineteen forties. Uh, no, not from the nineteen forties. The ones that I introduced um, from WA, um, which I've I got those over here, probably about oh, six or seven years ago. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. And, and and what genetics are they? Just out of interest, Jack. Um, they're from a. They're, they're an Italian Italian uh, bee, but um, yeah, they're they're good. Uh, they're good good queens from a guy there. I, I got onto in, in WA. He breeds them. They're um, they're very good queens. Okay, interesting. And it's interesting, sort of, too. Uh, um, obviously, with an island that you know we get varroa. No, I mean, which is inevitable in, on the mainland of Australia. It could be one year, it could be 100 years. But, you know, having, you know, islands, you know, which are going to be, you know, varroa-free is just sort of so important or disease-free. So it's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, and as I said before, you know I mean? You, you absolutely live in, live in the dream. Um, and, and I was thought as well too, Jack, so with the hives, it's a, a Good question. What what type of hives do you keep them in? Is it Langstroths, or is there any particular style that you like keeping them in? Yeah, I just I just keep them in the standard Langstroth. Um, the, I, I I just run eight framers. Yep, yep. Uh, full full depth eight frames. Yeah, I, I, I used to run uh, used to run tens, but. As I'm getting older, they're getting a bit heavy to pick up. <laughs> that's so. That's that's so true. And, and what about this, just uh, I was living on an island? You mentioned before about getting the ship coming out of uh, Coffs Harbour. So, so if you order supplies, they're coming out of Sydney or Coffs Harbour. Like you need boxes. Um, and we Port Macquarie it comes from. Port Macquarie, so sorry, it's Port quite Macquarie. a lot of stuff. 
yeah, quite a lot of quite a lot of stuff comes um, from Port Macquarie Township itself. Port Port's a pretty good town. Okay, yeah. So um, there's a lot of yeah, they got a big Woolworths and there's fruit growers, the growers market there. They've got a pretty good industrial area, so um, you can get pretty much anything you want from Port Macquarie. I mean, if it's specialised, you probably have to um, get trucked up from Sydney if you need something or down from Brisbane or whatever like that. Yeah, so you have to be a little bit organised here too, you know. If you're doing a build or a big job or something like that, um, you know, you have to sort of work around the fortnightly ship, you know. You'd you don't want to get halfway or you don't want to have the boys standing around and because they've run out of roof and screws or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a good point. You're doing a reno on the uh, on the bathroom and, and you realise, geez, you need the conduit to put in the S bin of the toilet. <laughs> you need something. Exactly. So you've got to be organised. And and uh, and last question for you, Jack. This has been such an interesting episode and thank you so much for your time. Is Last question, is there any other problems living on the island? Is there anything else? Obviously, getting those things shipped over and planning ahead. Um, is there any other problems? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't really call them problems. It's just normal, everyday life, I guess. That um, yeah, you just have to take it as it comes out here. Sometimes, like uh, you know, things don't always work out. Weather sometimes beats you. The plane might not come, or the ship might not come, or whatever. But um, yeah, just just that through. Keep going. Keep going. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah just enjoy life as it as it comes. Well, I love I love what you you're doing, Jack, and um, you know yourself and uh, and your wife Cindy is absolutely amazing. And I'm going to put in the show notes because um, I tell you what, if there's a destination on a holiday, as soon as we're in lockdown in Melbourne, as I record this yet again, anyway, um, as soon as we can travel, uh, Lord how is uh lord how island is on my on my bucket list for sure uh it always has been because i've been interested in those stick insects but but it sounds sounds fantastic and uh absolutely brilliant and and, and you've got bees there so i'd love to see some lord how island bees over there jack so 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 thank you so much for your time and uh really appreciate talking to you and i'm uh, gonna get stuck in a bit of your honey at the same time as soon as we hang up no worries ben thank you mate and um yeah well if you're ever out here, look us up, and we show through, show through a hive out here. Oh, that'd be that'd be brilliant. And uh, you take care, and uh, all the best for the future, Jack. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for now, mate. See you then. Take care. Bye. What an awesome episode that was with Jack, and how fantastic and amazing does Lord Howe Island sound? You know, being this heritage-listed island, it sounds amazing with all the different diversity of wildlife and especially the birds. And uh, what about, I've done a bit of research in Mount Gower. Uh, it's like an eight-hour walk and it's supposed to be one of the most nicest walks in all of Australia. So I'm sure to be checked that out uh, when we can travel a bit better <laughs> for us in Victoria. But anyway, uh, also too, just want to say I'm very humble and very grateful for everyone who listens to the podcast. I really absolutely appreciate your time listening. It is absolutely, truly, truly fantastic. And uh, I, I tell you what, I thought as well, how about if you learn something? Because I've you know, had so many people, you know, over 50 people uh, talking on the podcast. They're going to have different 
ideas and different things in regards to bees. And if there's something that you've, uh, you know, learnt, you know, from one particular person, a little idea, a little concept, do me a favour. I want you to text it to me and uh, I'm going to pop it on a podcast. So text it to me. My number is 0437077792. So um, absolutely, once again, appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you all again shortly. Thank you so much for listening to Bees with Ben podcast and we hope you learnt some tips and tricks. It would mean a lot if you could please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to get instant updates when a new episode is uploaded. See you next week.